Welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com, presented by Coors Light. He is Jeff Fiegels. I am John Schmelk. The phone number for you is 201-939-4513. We want to remind you to download the Coors Light Rewards app to win amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. The Giants fall to the Washington Redskins 20-13. A disappointing loss for the New York football Giants. Another one. Um, yeah, they fall to 1-7 heading into the bye, Jeff. And I guess we'll break down the game first before we get into some of the big picture stuff here uh, with the New York football Giants. So, I mean, it's like Groundhog's Day. I mean, I, I just finished my game notes. I, I sent them to get posted up on the website. and Write the same stuff. Every week, it's different mistakes on different drives, short-circuiting what they're trying to get done. And then when they do get down there into the red zone, they can't finish. And if you continue to repeat those things every week... You're going to wind up with 16 points. You're going to wind up with 13 points. You're going to wind up with 10 points. And you simply cannot win in the <clears> National <throat> Football League scoring under 20 points. You've been through this before. We've been through it again. The team has to figure out a way to score more points. And the bad thing about it is that back-to-back weeks, you've had a chance to, to win games. You, I mean, you look at the Atlanta game and look at this game, you surely had many chances to win both of these games, The way, even the way that they've been playing. But it all comes down in my opinion, to the running, the running game, the running game. If you know, let's, let's not even talk about the red zone, but when you have a running game, it helps you in the red zone. When you have a running game, it helps you in the passing game. It takes pressure off of your quarterback and all things kind of run together. But when you do not have that running game and you run for 37 or 38 yards on the day, you're going to have your problems in the red zone. You're going to have your problems anywhere else. And that's exactly what happened in this game. And when you have an offensive line that can't run block or pass block for that much, gives them seven sacks in one game. And it could have been worse, by the way, if Eli didn't scramble out of a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's <laughs> – I don't care if you – everybody wants a, a mobile quarterback. I don't care how mobile you are behind what happened yesterday. But, um, you know, really – and the Giants had a chance. They really did. And then on fourth down, you look at what happened on fourth down, the play to Ingram. I mean, that's a fourth and three. Now, here's one thing that I don't, I don't understand, John, and maybe you can help me with this. It's fourth and three. Do you know that when you ha- – can you do a hard count somewhere down the line, a fourth and three play for a five-yard penalty to try to get them off sides? I mean, that's one way to get a first down. Well, you also can count on your first-round draft pick a tight end to catch the football. Yes, but no hard count there. So a lot of disappointment. We did the show, you know, in the coaches' club yesterday. There was pe- – I've never, I've never heard so many – frustrated fans and questions that Paul and I get in that that little brief time that we're there. Right. And you're you're starting to see it again. And there's no answers from us. We were asked, when is Kyle Iletta going to play? Do you really think that Paul and I can sit up on a stage and be t- and tell somebody when Kyle Iletta is going to play? We don't know. For God's sake, I, I'm not at practice. So I, I have a feeling that he's not taking a lot of first team reps, first of all. And second of all, I don't think he has a jersey on Sunday. In fact, I know he doesn't. So he's a little ways away from playing if he was going to. But, I mean, just the questions that we're getting, we don't have the answers. And I'll go one more step further. This is the bye week. So there's going to be some serious evaluation, self-scouting, you name it, coming through in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, there's, there's things that the Giants bring players in all the time to workouts this is no different than any other time in the, in, the, in the year. They're bringing guys in. It just so happens that however many people are here today working out. So don't get any crazy ideas. This is what they normally do. But we'll see if any of those guys are good enough. 
Yeah, we will. Um, a couple other notes. You mentioned the inability to run the football. That's how in the second half you get third downs of 5 yards, 10 yards, 18 yards. Let me keep going. Oh, you're in the third quarter. 12 yards. I'm, I'm talking second half. Yeah. 16 yards. And it goes on and on and on. I mean, but they're you, in third and You want to make long. yourself sick. That's just the third and fourth yeah. quarter. You go to the first and second quarter, it's even worse than that. And by the way, it's two for 14. And just a few weeks ago, it took the Giants six quarters to make a third down conversion. Six. <laughs> and a lot of those, and you go through the individual drives. And if you read the game note story, it's not up there yet. It'll go up there later today if you're listening on the archive of the show. This is not the same mistakes on each drive that's ruining things for you. It's always something a little bit different. For example, I'm going to throw a few out there for you. I'm not going to go through every drive. I'm going to bore you to death, okay? Um, here we go, okay? Number one, Give first drive me. of the game. Benny Fowler catches a slant from Eli Manning. For no reason whatsoever, falls down after five yards, and it's fourth and six. And he has fresh legs. The ball hit him right in the waist. So, number one. Next drive. Eli Manning, I believe, gets pressured and sacked, and it turns into a second and long. I take that back. That's the drive where they actually get into a third and 17 after a full start and a delay of game penalty. They convert to Odell Beckham on that unbelievable deep catch with one hand going right. to the ground. Yeah. Then they run for no game. Eli Manning gets sacked for minus five yards, and it's third and 15, and you have to get rid of the ball. Then the next drive, they get down there, and Eli Manning throws the interception. So let's see. So we have... Well, you killed the momentum. No, no. So, 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 so let's see. We have a receiver screwing up on the first drive. We have an offensive line sack screwing up on the second drive. We have the quarterback screwing up on the third drive, okay? Next drive, Eli Manning is stolen Shepard deep going down the field. Hits him right in the hands. Let's it gets knocked out. So there's a receiver problem on the next drive. And it goes on and on and on. It's always something different on these drives. And sometimes it's the quarterback. Well, He's not absolved from blame. Sometimes <clears throat> it's the offensive line, more times than you would like. And other times it's the receivers. We mentioned Evan Ingram's drop, Sterling Shepard's drop. Benny Fowler had a drop. The play after the Giants defense tries to turn this game around when, they, when Landon Collins strips Adrian Peterson. And Olivier Vernon returns at 40-plus yards into Redskin territory to the 39-yard line. On the next play, Penalty. Benny Fowler drops a pass that would have went for five yards. Yeah, and you're in second and ten. And, and then you, Beckham catches a pass for minus one yard. And you're in third and 11. Yeah. So all these little mistakes add up. And everyone keeps trying to solve it by doing one thing. Oh, fire Tom Coughlin. Problem solved. Get rid of the general manager. Problem solved. Get rid of Ben McAdoo. Problem solved. And next thing is, now next thing, oh, get rid of Eli Manning, problem solved. Well, guess what? You made all these changes. Has the problem been solved yet? No, it has not. And do you know why? Because the problem's bigger than one thing. It's bigger. It's a lot bigger than one player, that's it's for sure. It's a 53-man <clears throat> roster, and that's a big part of the problem here. And you guys have listened to the show, and John certainly has been around it, and, and I have been around. You know, momentum is a huge part of a football game. And when you get a when you're in a close game against a division opponent, you get a fumble, which the Giants do not force a lot of turnovers. They get one and roll it down there for inside in the Redskins territory. Momentum, momentum. Guess what happens? Drop pass. Then we get a, a penalty. You know, it's just, it kills the momentum. The drive down there uh, against Atlanta, they get the fourth down play. No, they kill the momentum. No points again. The play yesterday, the interception, momentum. 
These are just plays. These are things that just cannot happen if you're going to win close football games. And by the way, last week and this week were close enough games for these teams, this, this team to win these games. They really were. The Giants' defense last week held the Atlanta Falcons to 23 points, was it? Hmm? Okay, they're a, they're a formidable offense. The Redskins don't score a lot of points, but the fact of the matter is, is the Giants were in this game for a while. Until they just have to shoot themselves in the foot. They're running out of bullets, by the way. Well, and then the same thing, too, Jeff, at the end of the games, when you do need the defense to get that one stop. To get They're the so tired. Shot. Well, no, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not that doing they that. they can't. No, but no, that's not the case, though. <sighs> They're all, two for 14 on third down. They're on Jeff, the field. Look at the time of possessions in the game. It was 10 minutes over. Look at it. Well, maybe in this game it was, but it hasn't been in games no, past. I'm talking about yesterday when they just, they just kind of just ran out of possession. They ran out of. It was 33 to 26. 33, almost 10 minutes. 26, 4, seven. 3, 7. That's a lot. It hasn't anyway, been leading up to it's this. It's not year, an though. excuse no. whatsoever. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to find things that to, to help the cause, I right. guess. I don't know. Anyways. But eh. it's frustrating. And it, it, it really is. And the fact is that, you know, it, it, you're, you're searching for answers. And we do these shows and we try to come up with something that new that nobody's heard about, right? We can't. And I will tell you from an ex-player's perspective, it all comes down to every player wanting to do your own job and not worry about anything else. And then if collectively, if everybody does that, you win football games. They're going to lose some games here and there. But this is not a – this collectively is just – it's all over the place. It really is. Some guys are doing their job. Some guys aren't. And it's just uh, – it's horrible. But I, I do not want to hear about – this is all of Eli Manning's fault. I, I don't care what what quarterback is behind the offensive line lately. He's not going to be able to do a lot. Now, Eli Manning deserves his... No question. He his, deserves his, his... The bolts on the interception, that was on him. And he admitted it to me after the game on the air. Um, he thought that Beckham would be able to cross the face and run past Swearinger. He couldn't. Swearinger made a great play. Yep. He sold. He was playing man-on-man on Evan Ingram. Came off. Cut Beckham off. Beat him to the spot. He made a bad throw. It was a bad decision. Yep. Ball should have went elsewhere. And that's going to happen. Yes. Well, yeah. You, you'd like it not to happen in the red zone. But yeah. look, and then look, he, he doesn't escape blame. When you're one and seven, everyone's in the foxhole together, Jeff. No question. This and you know who the leader in the foxhole? It's going to be your quarterback. That's who gets most of the, of the, the and praise. The way, and it's not just the players. Everyone in the organization is in the foxhole, from the general manager, the head coach, yeah, all the way down to the players. And listen, we get on the players a lot. But I think the coaches have to look themselves in the mirror too sometimes and talk about, you know, play design, play selection, things like that. This is a team um, effort here. No question. And that's what this buy is going to be used as. It's a two-week, you know, getting – they got to figure things out. And whether they're going to do it or not, who knows, but there's they got to try. I, I don't be surprised. And, I, John, I'd ask you this question. Yes, sir. I got to believe that coming out of the buy, there's going to be some serious personnel changes. Well, Pat Shermer said today that everything would be looked at. I've uh, already pressed him on the quarterback, obviously. He would not commit to that. He yeah. just said that everything's going to be looked at. And, yeah, I think there could be personnel changes. You can't make that major scheme changes. You can change some tendencies, change some plays will use more, some plays will use less, things like that. Um, but yeah, there are going to be some changes. I mean, I think there has to be. You're one in seven, and, and you know you're still trying to figure out how to win games. I know some fans will say, "Well, you know, it's better off you lose now." And yes, from a purely mathematical perspective, yes, it's better off if you lose games the rest of the way. However, and I've said this about every other sport where teams want player when fans want teams to tank, coaches don't tank, players don't tank. Mm-mm. Okay, <clears throat> they, these NFL players are going out there and risking life and limb, literally. Every time they go out on a football field, 
They're going to try to win the football game. And these coaches spend 80 hours a week in the office trying to figure out a way to win football games. More than that, okay? So they're going to try to win football games. And John Mara said it before. He has no interest in trying to lose games on purpose. No. This organization's not going to do that. Uh, nobody does that. So that's not going to happen either. I will tell you this. I've been, uh, I've been on some really bad teams in my career, and I can, I can tell you what happens, okay? It's not so much on the field, John. It's off the field. It's when guys no longer come in and watch the extra film that they did at the beginning of the year when they were 0-0. Zero and zero. It's no longer, I'm going to stay 10 or 15 minutes longer in the weight room, get that extra workout in or whatever. Those are the where, where the corners are being cut and, and, and as far as like tanking, if you will. But the bottom line here is that NFL football players, if you are this stupid – to go out on the field and think that you are going to you got you're either you're part of the solution or you're part of the problem immediately and they will find that out and when they do you're gone and you will no longer make the, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you are making so it would be very stupid of you or me whoever's playing this game to go on the field and just not give a crap about it <laughs> cuz you just won't have a, a job anymore and by the way when you get cut from this team they know that you stink because the team is 1 in 7 <laughs> They're not going to go and find. Do you see how many guys left on this team last year that have jobs this year? Not a lot of them. Not a lot. Not a lot at all. I apologize for my voice, by the way, folks. I'm start trying to get over a cold here. I was. You are getting over the cold. Take the bull by the horn, Schmelk. I'm trying. I am gonna get better. I was in. The, I was in a nor'easter for four hours doing sideline for college football <laughs> on Saturday, and it kind of took a toll on me a little bit. Poor um, and poor Detino was up in the booth in his little nice little warm him and Gilbride, right? Yeah. Spoiled bastards. Spoiled guys. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say about this game, Jeff, with the team? Before no, the I just calls? I would love to hear some calls and see what people got to say about it. Again, please nobody ask us about Kyle Aletta and when he's kind of come play. We don't, we don't know. know. We don't. We have know. no idea, mm -mm. and we're not going to tell you even if we did. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three hashtag Giants chat on Twitter. We want to remind you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. Let's go to the phones and go to Denny in Cortland. He will lead us off. Hey, Denny. What's up, Denny? Hey, fellas. How you doing today? Good. Could be better, Denny. Yeah, I figured. Hey, first of all, I, I rarely call. I'm more of a listener. I, I listen every day, and I really appreciate what you guys do. Well, sure. Thanks you're for all calling. I care, you're all I care about for coverage. If you're listening to these talking heads that don't watch the game and just comment with their uh, football 101-isms, you're going to be frustrated. But I really appreciate what you guys do, and I, I, I thank you. Well, thank you. I learn you. something every day. Thank you for listening. Um, that, you're welcome. That said, um, I wanted to just touch base, obviously, you know, offensive line, big topic, but just a couple quick things. I read an article the other day, um, what was something along the lines of one guy every team should cut, and I read through the entire thing, and pretty, I want to say 20 out of 32 or more, I didn't actually tally it up, but pretty much it was a left tackle or some offensive <laughs> lineman for two-thirds of the team. I mean, left tackles for every team. Where the heck are we going to get linemen from? I mean, it's totally the draft at this point, and these guys aren't prepared. I mean, what do you really do? Yeah, look, Denny, the, off, the left <laughs> tackle specifically mm -hmm. is the most difficult position to find now in the National Football League spare quarterbacks. It's that hard. Uh, they do not yeah. produce them in college. Maybe there's one or two in every draft that are halfway decent, um, and that's your best shot. And unfortunately for the Giants, they haven't been in great positions to make those selections. Now, two years ago, 
if you go in the time machine and you could pick Ryan Ramchick. And in retrospect, the Giants probably should have. But at that time, he was coming off a hip injury. He only had played one year at a Division One school. So there were some legitimate questions as to whether or not he would translate to the pro level, and he has. So that's the one sure. guy the Giants, I think, have passed on that, that, that's been a mistake. In retrospect, I understand, and I, I wouldn't have picked him that year either because of those oh. concerns. But that yeah. really is now the only time and way to find quality offensive linemen unless you want to make the type of investment that the Jaguars made in Norwell, the Giants made in Solder, and go down the list. And again, yeah. sometimes you don't get what you pay for. Right, you're overpaying for sure. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you guys say it all the time. You know, obviously Paul's Mr. Offensive Line guy, and, you know, it, you see it unfolding when you've got, you know, we've got a paper team that's getting shredded week after week, year after year. It's hard to watch all these talented players. And just, I always say, like, you know, people want to blame Eli, and I'm not saying he's absolved from all guilt, but it's like you're, you get out to your car in the morning, and the windshield wipers are frozen to the windshield, and you blame your windshield wipers when your heat's not working. <laughs> yeah, if you can't, if you can't get it clean, those windshield wipers aren't doing anything. It's hard to really even assess what Eli is capable of. When he has time, he looks like he's the same guy to me. So I'll stick with him. I'm loyal to my G-men. I miss the guys that left because. I don't know any better, but I, I you know I hate to see the guys go. The shed a tear when JPP left, but I'm just a you know once a guy's a giant, they're giants to me. So I hate to see him go, but I hope uh, what management's doing is going to lead us in the right direction. I appreciate it, guys. You're welcome. Thank you for the call, Denny. You got to get man. you got to get Thanks. the heater fixed. That's what you got to do to get those windshield wipers to work Unfor properly. Unfortunately, the heater in this case cannot be fixed quickly mm -mm. and it cannot be fixed it's easily. missing it's missing parts john and it's a very specialized heater that requires very hard parts and a very specific people to fix them right that are hard to find yes yes and 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 to your point it's very difficult to find them in the draft once in a while there'll, there'll be three or four of them in the draft that everybody thinks is good but that's very rare jeff can i say something else for a second and feel free as you can tell me and jeff are both a little irritated just because <laughs> It is what it is. Um, but one thing that's really gotten on my nerves the last couple of days, and I'm going to rant here for a second. I hope my voice doesn't crack. Ding, 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 ding. The idea that the Giants are going to trade Odo Beckham Jr. is laughable. Where did this come out? I, 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 I apologize. I was Pat not... Shermer got questions about it today. There were oh reports over well, the weekend. Well. Imagine for a second, okay? Just imagine this, okay? You're the general manager of the Giants. And this is Dave Gettleman's not doing this, by the way. But imagine you are for a moment. And you just signed Otto Beckham Jr. You convinced your owner, John Mara, and Steve Tisch to write a check for a signing bonus of like $20 million then, okay? Mm -hmm. Then imagine eight weeks later, after eight games when you're one and seven, going back to those two gentlemen and saying, hey guys, I realize you just wrote this guy a check. For this, year. for this amount of money, astronomical amount, we kind of want to trade him, but we're not going to get any of that money back. So you're, in effect, going to have paid him all that signing bonus for eight games. Do you think we can do that? Oh, and by the way, you're going to have $16 million of dead money on next year's cap, even though he's not on the team. Do you think we could do that? More dead it's money. Ridiculous. <laughs> More dead money. It's insanity. It's not going to happen. 
And you might, period. You, you might it's hear stupid. You might hear it's people. It's a waste of your time. Don't think <laughs> about it. It's not going to happen. You're in. Once you sign that contract, you're in. You're good. You're in. That was your commitment. All right. It's not going to happen. The finances alone make it unpalatable to make that type of move. Okay. Well, as you and so I were talking about yesterday, push it aside. It's called. It's they're not tradable. They they just don't economically make sense to certain teams. You gotta be able to spend the money. You have to have some of that money to get. You know, you still have eight weeks of the season left. Yeah. You have to pay him. The Giants do they want dead? They want more dead money. What is this? It's like a dead tree for God's sake. They got dead dollar signs sitting on this thing for next year. I mean, they don't want to go down that road. Now, listen. If there's if it's a tradable, and it can be it can be economically good, then it'll work. Now, then look. And if and if it's a complete train wreck and it's like destroying your franchise, yeah, you can take a hit like that. I get it. But well, this I is have, close to a train wreck. I don't. I don't have a sense. But it's not. But it's not. Look, the Giants aren't one in seven because of Odell Beckham Jr. No. They're not. Actually, he's doing very well as he's, far as he's his. Playing, he's playing great. He's fine. I mean, he's. Uh, it's but, not his fault. And, and we, we even went over. I said this on the pregame show. It's crazy to see that going into this game that Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley were in, in the top five in the National Football League in their, in their respective categories. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this offense is broke, but they somehow need to. They somehow are fourth in rushing and. And uh, and and they've got a receiver that is well, like crazy. In a, in a lot of games, yards haven't been the issue. It's the points that are an issue. It's the red zone. They, it's the they, as the guys yesterday well, you, people were saying in the press box. This is the disaster zone, not the red zone. Well, you know, you mentioned how many you know there's X in yards, yards this yards that. How many touchdowns did this guy have? No, that that's a big that's a big difference. Yeah. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. James in Virginia is up next. Hi, James. Hi, James. Hey. Hey. Um. I had the one point about the quarterback before I started, but I have a couple now. Go ahead. Um, I watch every play, every game. Uh, I've been a Giants fan since 86. I'm 32 years old. Uh, let me say Odell has five drops on the season that I've seen, so he's playing out of his mind. Five um, drops? I don't know about that, but okay. Uh, I, uh, on the passes I was gone, Odell, you only, you only have about five or six drops on the season. I don't think he has that many, to be honest with you. I think he's maybe dropped two passes. That's what I'm saying. Already, five okay. is probably like the the highest. Okay. He probably had you know, four a and a half. Right. But um, and I I defended Eli his whole career, but this season his immobility really has shown. No, but James, he's always he's never been had immobile. immobile. He's always had immobile. He, he's no less mobile right. now than he was before. Right. Right. But when you say in like a winnable game, like yesterday's game. Uh, there were a couple of sacks where he just didn't – he wasn't, like, on the balls of his feet, it didn't look like. You know what I mean? He's standing there, and he's not bouncing on the balls of his feet where he can step out of a sack. He had that one sack, the guy ankle tackled him. He just kind of fell over with the ball. Well, that's because there was also guy a guy on his blind side. side. Yep, exactly. Right, right, right. I know he had another guy coming from his other side in his face where he covered up from, and, you know, the guy crawled up on his ankle or whatnot. But – it was, you know, with seven sacks and there could have been more. It's just him standing there and his lack of mobility. If he put somebody else in, um, not saying that they're gonna do better, but if you're only getting 17 points a game with Eli, then putting somebody else in, yeah, if but you get more than 17 points, then great. Yeah, but if James Kyle Oletta getting 17 points anyway. Kyle Oletta is not Lamar Jackson now. True. True, but. 
with all these moves you got, you got Bridgewater sitting over there. On Bridgewater the isn't that mobile either. Uh, he has like one leg. <laughs> yeah, lots of answers. Um, well, let's uh, talk about the running game. Sure. Because, uh, you know, we always say 15 touches, this isn't enough. And, yeah, we've got a lot of negative yards. And you can say it can go in a negative direction. But I think if 15 touches, Barkley breaks two, one or two of those, one of those for a long run. If you give him 30 touches, he'll break three or four of those, and uh, one of those, which will be an extra touchdown a game. Um, first of all, you realize he had 22 touches yesterday, right? Um, yeah. So, so, I, so what's wrong with that? That's uh, how many how many yards did um did he end up with? He had 13 rushes for 38 yards, a wonderful 2.9 average, which by the way is not his fault, and he had nine right. catches for 73 yards on 10 targets. So I mean, how many overall rushing t- uh, yards did he have? He had 38 rushing yards. Uh, yeah, well, see, and I mean, if you give him what eight more eight more touches, you want to give him 30 break. touches if a game? Him, Do you want to break your rookie running back? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to break them, but you you see that Barkley can do, you know, good things. If you might put him out in space, let's see a couple more screens. He had nine maybe. catches. He's on pace for 110 but receptions see, this year. How many do you thing, want him to get? The, the that's the, that's another thing. All of his catches are him standing and going right out into the flat. Let's see a, a, a zig route from behind the line into the middle. Did you? Let's no, no, see. time out, time out, James. Did you see him turn around? And catch a Ke- pass yesterday? Yeah, yeah, he actually spun Kerrigan around in coverage, and he caught a circle route right over the middle, just what you just what you described. He did exactly what you just described yesterday against the Redskins. That's one time in a one in seven in a one in seven season, one yeah. in six season. James, he caught a big third down pass down the sideline against the Texans. He drew a pass interference right. forty yards down the field yesterday. What else do you want? He was <laughs> forty yards touches. down the field. Uh, I'm not. I wasn't talking about his uh, t- uh, receiving uh, touches because he gets a lot of those. You just I'm said just you wanted to run about... a zig route. True. Now I'm done with the beginning. Uh, well, at the beginning of my point was the number of carries, and let's get him a couple. You know, twenty. Was that his highest? Uh, Russian total last week, uh, this last week, uh, weekend? No, he's 22? had more than that. No, he's, of course not. No, he only had 13. I mean, you'd like to see 15, 16, and maybe 10, 25 touches a game. I like 25. I think that's a good number for Saquon, Look, but when he not got drafted, 35. When he got drafted, what do we say? We said he'd get between 20 and 25 touches a game. That's what you were looking for, and that's about where he's at. I think that's a good number. I mean, he, he's on pace to break the NFL record for catches for a running back. What I don't right, know what else you could that want. Is catches. We need to hunker down. We need to get for the O line's sake. We need to run the dang on ball. But they can't. Yeah. They can't do anything. So <laughs> let's start with the basics and lean, and lean on these and try to lean on these guys and get Barkley those catches. Where, I mean those touches, those runs where he can break. One extra long one for a touchdown a game. That's all I'm saying. All right, James. I appreciate if you're only the comment. Giving them 15 runs, then you you know. Yeah, but James, here's the problem. Twi- but it, James, here's the issue though. In in, in all seriousness, if mm-hmm. you continue to pound it and you give him 20 carries and he gains 52 yards, you're not going to score any points because you're going to be third and eight and third and nine every single time. 
And this offense, with the offensive line the way it's playing, is not capable of converting third and long. So Pat Shermer said that. He was asked about this. He goes, look, we want to run the ball. But when you run the ball, you have to actually gain positive yards. Mm -hmm. And the Giants have far too many runs where they gain zero yards, one yard, or lose yards. And a couple of big runs here and there, you know, sway the numbers overall. But they do not. They're in second and nine and eight all the time. It's the intent a big is problem. There. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. You just have to use Barkley's specialty and hope don't break him. But you know, you can you see he's making one or two guys miss every play. That's all I'm saying. Give him uh, statistically, give him one more play to make one or two go- one or two guys miss. All right, James. We appreciate the call, bud. Uh, all right. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Adrian Peterson had 26 attempts. He had one receiving attempt. That's 27. You look at Barkley at 13 rushes. He had 10 targets. That's 23. So they're they're pretty comparable as far as you want to go. Where, but guess what? The, the Redskins can run the football. The Giants cannot. And you, like you said, if you're going to give Saquon Barkley 10 more carries, you think he's going to get 50 more yards? I mean, did he any- might get tw- he might get 12 more yards. Jeff, honestly, when you looked at those runs yesterday. How many were you like, oh boy, he was like one get one miss away from making a big play? No, none of them. No, he had no chance on most of them. No, and so you know what? When in logically thinking, I say to myself, I cannot run the football behind this offensive line. I'm going to get the ball in Saquon Barkley's hands in space a little bit, get the ball on the screen, or get him on a little flare pass, then make him some plays. That's what he's done. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry. I, I, I look, I, I apologize for getting mad. But you can't call in and say they're not throwing him the ball enough. <laughs> He's got 10 targets. He's on pace to which, set an NFL record for catches for a running back, literally. Guess what? Odell had one more target than Saquon last week. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not. it's not like we're not getting the ball to Saquon Barkley. And that doesn't even count the 40-yard pass interference penalty that he drew. There you go. Okay, that's what we do on Big Blue Kickoff. We try to argue our points, but we appreciate you calling oh, in no, and no, asking no, them. No, James, good call. Thank no, that's what I'm saying. We, we, we definitely appreciate you calling in and making but, some points. But, you know, I think, I, think, I think all in all, yeah, he would love to have Saquon get 10 more carries in rushing, but it's, it's infeasible for him to do it. No, and again, if he's having more success, then you'll I'm get all him. for 10 more that's carries. That's the point, but it's you not. You can't just keep running into a brick wall and saying, oh, it's going to work next time. It's going to work next time. Correct. 201-939-4513. Let's go back to the phones and say hello to Antonio Manhattan. Hey, Antonio, what's going on, pal? Hey, what's going on, guys? How's everything going? We're doing great, Antonio. How are you, buddy? Doing good, doing good. I just want to call and give a little – I want to defend the defense a little bit, John. I, I know you're getting at them. You got them a little bit at the beginning of the show, but oh, I don't think, I so, think Antonio. No, and, and, no, and, 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 Antonio, I want to be clear. The defense yeah. the last two weeks has played well enough to win the football game. It's not I their fault. The they have the played well. No, that, but that's not true. They had three games where they gave up 30 points three straight weeks. That's not playing right, good okay. enough to win. But then, but then, but here's what I'm going to say, and I'm, that's my rebuttal to that, is if the offense is not helping you any type of way and you're on the field every so often, no, but Antonio, you're going to get tired. No, but, but the, the, the time of possession heading into this game, the Giants it, were right not, in the middle of the league. That's, no, that's, that's exactly what, what it is. Wrong. If you're talking about guys getting tired, how is it not about time of possession? Here's, 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 because here's the thing. The Giants are primarily a man coverage team. That's one thing. Another thing, too, is— Not as much anymore, by the way, but okay. 
Well, okay, maybe not, maybe not um, after the Redskins game, but they've pretty much been man coverage every single game for the most part. Play very little zone. That's why we get killed on inside slants on third and forever. It's also whenever we do three. have it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, the, the, when you're playing so much man coverage, it's not even about a time of possession. It's it's how many snaps you're getting on the field. On top of that, these guys are they they don't have like. You don't. They can't pin their ears back and just rush the quarterback because they're up by two touchdowns. They don't. They still have to defend the run and the pass because the games either they're up or it's a really close game. You know, so that is stressful. It's stressful mentally. It's stressful physically. And then when it gets to the fourth quarter or the second half, that's when you really see us give up that big play. So, so my my thing is the defense hasn't been terrible it's just because no it hasn't been terrible it has no you're right it hasn't been terrible but it hasn't been good either right no and 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 that's that's what i wanted to say in terms of the defense um another thing too i wanted to ask you john because because you know i i I think that you're like the leader of the big blue kickoff okay so i want to ask you when is it okay for us to start talking about the draft is it when we get eliminated mathematically? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good question. Uh, well, how about this? And I guess I'll, I'm not breaking news, but uh, I already have it booked. Next Monday, me and Paul are going to host because Jeff can't work next Monday. Um, we're going to have Dane Brugler on, who's our guy from The Athletic who does the draft, and we are going to go through some draft-eligible players next Monday. So mm. if, if we're going to do a guest... I guess it's okay for calls to call in and ask about it, but I'm not spending whole shows on it because we don't even know who's coming out yet. We don't know where the Absolutely. Giants are picking, so it's right. kind of counterproductive to do too much on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it'll refresh it. And I don't really want to talk about players. That's definitely not a thing. But I would just want to say, just based off what we've seen so far out of Eli Manning, um, and this is going to sound weird because I, you know, I have been kind of like against Eli a little bit this year, but I would want to see him back next year, meaning – Yes, I would want them to get a quarterback in free agency, whoever's available, whoever's cheap, maybe a one-year, two-year contract. But I do want, but I don't want them to draft a quarterback with the first overall pick that they get, whatever pick it is in the first round. I don't want to see a quarterback. Well, I Antonio, want... here's the thing, though: How can you say that when mm-hmm. you don't know who's going to be available? Well, they already uh, a certain um, experts already said that this is going to be a weak quarterback class. The, on, the only kid one. that would be worthy of a top 10 pick at quarterback is the kid out of Oregon. And there's and, and there's rumors that he might not come out. Yes, I'm aware. Right. But if he right. does so, come out, I don't see why you wouldn't at least consider him if, if he's there. No, well, maybe absolutely. That's definitely true. I'm more interested in getting the top offensive tackle or getting the top offense or the top defensive end, which is going to be either both both of the defensive end or, or Jonah, which is the offensive lineman from from Alabama. But I'm not going to talk too much about the draft. That's pretty much all I wanted to say, guys. And uh, have a good one. I appreciate it, Antonio. No problem. And I will and I will give a little preview here. But um, first of all, Jeff. Giants had zero sacks yesterday. Maybe they might want to work on getting a defensive end. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and this is a very good defensive draft. So I think defensive end might mm-hmm. be. Uh, the way to go. Um, I'm going to try to bring up um, Dane Brugler's big board here because I believe, and I think I favored that earlier today, so I can bring that up for you. Um, Zero sacks. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll see if I can bring that up for you. But um, this is not a great offensive class, to be quite honest with you. Um, There's just not a lot of guys that are out there that. And, and that's and I think a lot of people. That's why the argument was the Saquon Barkley 
slash Sam Darnold, Rosen, all the other quarterback, you know, conversation. Because last year was one of those years where they don't come out, come around very often, it where doesn't. you have four of those guys that are right. true fire quarterbacks. Well, this year, there's there's not that many. So taking a look at Dane Brugler's big board, I'll just go through the top ten. This is his midseason numbers on who these guys are going to okay, be. No question. He Nick has Bosa. Nick Bosa number one, and again, he hasn't played a lot this year with that foot injury. He's not going to play, play again. The rest of it, yeah. But he's there. Um, defensive end. He is the kid out of Oregon, the quarterback at number two, Justin Herbert. Uh, again. There's rumors he might not come out, but I've heard the same thing about Sam Darnold this time last year, too, yeah. and he ended up coming out. So let's see about that. Traditional pocket passer, the type of quarterback that I think a lot of L teams would like. Ed Oliver, the big defensive tackle out of Houston at three. I mean, that guy is a freak show. 6'3", 275, and he's a hell of an athlete. Uh, the defensive tackle out of Alabama at four. A cornerback out of LSU at five, Greedy Williams. Uh, free safety out of Alabama, Deontay Thompson at six. Um, Rashawn Gary, a defensive lineman, 6'5", 285. So not a DN per se, kind of a bigger guy. But still guy. a D lineman, yeah. Correct. Um, Montez Sweat, There's the edge, edge rusher out of Mississippi State at eight. Uh, nine, Josh Allen, edge rusher out of Kentucky, who actually has a couple of really good draft eligible players this year. And uh, Jeffrey Simmons, a defensive tackle to Mississippi State. 11, he is an edge rusher. 12, he is a cornerback. 13, he is a cornerback. 14, he has the first offensive tackle. Greg Little, an offensive tackle of Ole Miss. So if you're top 10, at least right now, you're going not, defense. I think you've got to go defense. Yeah. Unless you decide you, the quarterback's there and you want to go that way. Well, okay, and I and I think you'll agree with me, if, <laughs> and whether it's the Giants or anybody for that matter, the last thing you want to do is reach for a quarterback. You gotta pick, if you pick them, you got to believe in them. you got to believe in yep. them. Because the, you, know, you always say, oh, it'll set you back five years, and that, that's true. That's true. You're gonna have to. You gotta be. You don't reach on this guy. So if you don't think so, and and we don't even know about Herbert if he's gonna be there. But he's yeah. always, definitely has the intangibles. He's a pocket passer. He's six foot five, two thirty. He's, he's a big kid. He got a strong arm. Oh, he can play. Yeah. I mean, he can play. So you know, hey, why you know why didn't we hear about this guy last year? Now well, he's in captain mobility, so maybe fans don't want him. If they want a guy that can run around like a lunatic, okay. Maybe, maybe so not. I heard, and I heard a great conversation Sorry. on the way home yesterday with sarcastic. Carl Banks, and you were in the studio there yesterday. Yeah. Or the, Carl made a great point for all these people that want that mobile quarterback. Yep. Go you you can have them. You can have them, but guess what? You're going to have with them. You're going to have the injury list, and you're going to have you're going to have surgeries. You have a, and he made a great point. The safest place for a quarterback is in the pocket because that's where you're protected. So there you go. All right, and I you know last time I checked, Ben Roethlisberger not a pocket is not a you know a running quarterback. He does pretty good from the pocket. Tom Brady, mm. a lot of these guys are pretty good from the pocket. Well, some of them, How about Eli Manning from dude, the pocket? Matt Ryan, <laughs> Tom Brady, Drew Brees, uh, Philip Rivers, go down the list. And I, let me go through the mobile guys. By the way, Deshaun Watson, oh torn ACL last year. Carson Wentz, oh torn, torn ACL. ACL last year. Go back in time. Tony Romo, real mobile, right? Clavicle, yeah. back. Everything. Steve Young, concussions. It's difficult for the mobile guys to stay healthy. I mean, the one guy maybe that stayed healthy is, is uh, Wilson from Seattle. Yeah, he no, he's the one guy, because he does a real good job of not getting hit. He, he just he slides, of, yeah. gets out of the way. The baseball and player. then you have the freak shows like Cam Newton and Dak Prescott, who are 250 pounds, yeah. and they're bigger than the linebackers hitting them. Correct. 
Correct. So, and, they, and, and so they could survive that. They can, but you know what? They're not going to survive it forever. It's going to happen. And by the way, Andrew Luck used to try to run around a lot, right? And buy time <laughs> with his shoulder. How'd that work out? That's not going to work out either. So, I mean, this, the, you know, as soon as we get closer and closer to the, the Oregon guy. And, yeah. and again, we'll it's see. not to say that mobile quarterbacks aren't useful, Jeff. It's just that there are no. dangers that go along with it. And, and also, you, you know, your, your offense is now designed around that type of caliber of a player, too. So. 201-939-4513. Big Boo Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes throughout the year. Let's go to our next caller. It's Dylan and Canton. Dylan, Hi, Dylan, what's going on, pal? Hey, how's it going today? Good. What's up, Dylan? Um, well, I kind of had like a motivational Monday type thing. Yeah, All we right? need it, Dylan. Go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I know as, as a fan, you know, it's frustrating these past couple of years seeing uh, – you know, especially this year, a team that we believed in and, you know, all the talent in the world and seeing how it how it all unfolded this year. But um, the big thing, I, at least myself, I'm <laughs> going to look at is just trust the process. I mean, you know, coming off the franchise worst year at 3-13, and 13, I don't care what coach you put in there. You could put, you know, Belichick in there, and I don't know if he would ever turn the team fully around. And uh, I just some quick math I did. Uh, looking at the depth chart and stuff, um, I, I mean, I don't know if it's correct um, exactly, but I counted 24 different players that either started this year or they had some game action from last year. So there's 24 different players than we had last year. There's a new offensive scheme, new More defensive scheme, um, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. all new coaches, new defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator. I mean, this is – you know, basically it's a new team, so, you know, obviously it's going to take time for it to come together. And um, even, like, the offensive line, these all these combinations of stuff, they've never played alongside with each other ever before. So it, it's just a whole new, different approach. Um, I think Gettleman will make really crucial decisions. I think he – I think that's one of his um, positive demeanors versus Jerry Reese. I think Gettleman has more of a – way to make really you know the crucial decisions that some people may not make um and i think this past year's draft um was pretty successful because i think a lot of the the players that uh we drafted this past year they've made contributions um, many of them immediately um you know there's a lot of them out there they're making plays and I, i believe in Shermer. i know a lot of people you know i always bring up the social media gms they're always saying, oh, Shermer's got to go, you know, all this stuff, all jumping ship early. But I think Shermer's got potential. He, he comes from, you know, the, the Vikings. They did well on offense. They had weapons. I mean, he, he was successful with Case Keenum at quarterback. So, I mean, um, you know, obviously nothing against Case Keenum, but he's not, you know, like a Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees type of guy. Hey, look, um, the bottom line, Dylan, and you're right, you cannot judge a general manager and a quarterback off of half a season when you're coming off a year when the team went 3-13. and 13. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just not fair. Yeah, and it's not fair. And the other thing is you, when you're looking at this roster and you, you've counted it, and it's probably, John and I agree, it's probably more than that that have played and even you know, part of the, what you said. you got to look at what, who the roster is. This roster is – I mean, you got a lot of work to do here. I mean, I mean there's <laughs> a reason they changed almost 15 20% of the roster over cut weekend yeah. for guys that were on the street. I mean, that's significant. Yeah, so they got a lot of work to do, and you and you can't judge these guys on seven, eight weeks. And I mean, you got to give them a chance, okay? And then when you look at the, and you made a good point, your first three draft picks, 
are, are playing well. Saquon Hernandez and four. and yeah, the Kellen oh, Carter. There you go. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's, those guys are, are having you have a, a return on your investment there, if you will, and you hope that maybe going next year, stockpiling a lot of these draft picks, it maybe can you know uh, parlay into the same thing next year with your draft picks, giving some some good contribution to the team, and even some of those sixth and seventh rounders could even actually start playing too. Oh yeah, and you know I, I think I, I keep I kept thinking about it. I'm like. You know what's more disappointing, last year or this year? And I mean, I think I think somewhat this year was more disappointing just because I had we had you know as fans so much um, you know so much faith and everything like that. But I have I have more faith in this team and the management and coaches moving forward than I did last year because when um, you know before Reese and McAdoo were fired, um, I was thinking you know man this is this is going to be a tough hole to get out of, and I didn't. I didn't know how much faith I had, but moving forward this year, I, I, I have a lot of faith in, you know, the guys we have and uh, the people that are in the management positions and everything, because I feel like they're the right people for the job. And the last thing I wanted to say is I know a lot of people and fans are saying, well, let's see Kyle Aletta, let's see all this stuff. But honestly, I'm not even sure how to approach that situation, because even if Laletta sees snaps or you put him in there, he's still playing behind that same offensive line. And I mean, I don't see much difference that's going to happen. I really don't. And uh, no. putting Lolet in there, he's never had any, you know, NFL snaps. This would be his first career start, you know, and his first uh, NFL regular season action. You know, behind that offensive line, if he struggles, I mean, that's I don't think that's a fair evaluation for him because it's it's just you can't put anyone behind there without. Um, seeing some negative. Yeah, Dylan, uh, Dylan, look, Dylan, you're absolutely right, and, and thanks a lot for the call. You put any rookie Jeff behind this offensive line the way it's playing, it's going to be carnage. You're you're better off, and, and real, I have another point to make real quick. Yeah, you're, go ahead, you're be, But you're better off with the Kyle Iletta <clears throat> is getting him little pieces of games. Okay, so to go to, you know, hey, we're getting blown out in the third, fourth quarter. Let's put him in, you know, rather than start the whole game and do that kind of stuff. So maybe that happens. The other thing is that, Dylan, you, you are – when you say, I don't know if I'm more um, discouraged about this year or last year, you're discouraged about this year because there was a lot of promise going into this year when, when they what they did in free agency, what you've heard about James Betcher's defense and what you thought about in Saquon and this offense, that the offensive line was going to be better. So that's why you're disappointed because it was put in front of you at the beginning of the year that this was going to be a decent year. Not a great year. I don't think any of us had the Giants making the playoffs. I know I didn't. I didn't think that they would be this bad. But the fact is, is that that's why you're discouraged. But there is something to be looked forward to is that, you know, hey, the way this is going, we're going to get another high draft pick. And this team has got to be better next year all the way around, completely around. And the coaches will have another year under their belt. And some of the players that are going to be left over, John, will right. be here too. I remember John Mara did say he's not sure it's going to be a quick fix, and I think he might be right. We'll see how quickly you can turn it around. I think especially— And some you know, teams do, but yeah. it doesn't happen all the time. And I think last year was disappointing too, Jeff. Remember, they were coming off 11-5 and five last year. Oh, no, I, I get it. I'm just trying yeah. to say, okay, which one are you more— And there's going to be the people who were more disappointed six, last year because of what happened with Eli and that whole mm-hmm. thing. You oh, know, that, that, that's that, a fair point. Okay. And so that might be, but it, it's, it's tough. No, but regardless, you could say I was more disappointed last year. I wouldn't argue with you, but and, I'm just trying to get you know maybe no, one or the other. And Jeff, just on the defense, real quick, you know, you threw out the number before. Um, in eight games, they have ten sacks. In, oh. eight, in eight games, they have seven takeaways. 
Yes. I mean, they, it's uh, hard to win football games that way. And you really, you know, you, you talk about, hey, the defense is doing okay. They're keeping them in games and this and that. How, mu how much more would the offense be in the game if they just had some more field position and turnovers and, you know, things like that? I mean, that could help. Then, and, of, then of course, the one the defense <laughs> did give them in this game, they the didn't offense do anything went with four it. and out that's because right. Evan Ingram dropped the fourth down pass. That's that's correct. That's And, and, and again, no, but you're right. Momentum, you're absolutely right. momentum sometimes is a huge, huge asset. And when you have it and you keep it, things good things happen. But when you get a momentum play like they did yesterday, defense got the ball. Okay, great hit by Landon Collins, a scoop by Vernon, right down the field, close football game, momentum and the penalty. gone. And the penalty too, the 15 and yards the 15 on top yard of penalty. it. Absolutely. So the momentum is there, and what do they do? Nothing. We want, to, we want to remind you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes throughout the year. Art in West Palm Beach, Florida is up next. I bet your hey. Art's a lot more relaxed than everybody up here in New Orleans. What's up, Art? <laughs> Hi, guys. I'd like Hi. to talk about O-line coaching. Sure, go ahead. What I, see, what I see is not good. I don't see good technique. I don't see the technique that should be used for the type of players that they have. Naturally, you don't have five guys who've been together more than a minute. But still, what I see from Hal Hunter doesn't cut it. It doesn't cut it. Where's, why don't we have zone blocking? Why don't we play a 12 technique? You can't have a run game if you don't have an offensive line. Now, talk about talent, okay? Is our talent really that worse than the Jets or the Browns or the other lines? O-lines generally, except for one or two players, are made by coaching. Well, our, 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 in fairness, I will say this. Two out of the five Giants that are starting this year were either on the street this summer or on the street last year during no, the I year. I agree with you. Spencer you know what Bully I mean? was with uh, San, Francisco, uh, uh, San Diego, and he, you know, they, they got rid of him. Uh, Greco is a, is a retread, okay? Right. And, you know, I, I, I agree that, that, that you have to have talent, but I don't see coaching. There are better coaches out there, better offensive line coaches. I'm not talking about Shermer. You know, we can sit back and blame the players from forever, okay? But, you know, when you get to be a pro football player, there's not a hell of a lot of difference, okay? Ooh. And, yeah, you've got to find the right mix, but it's very depressing well, Art, to watch. I, Art, real quick. Focus in on the O-line. Art, real quick, I want to ask Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, no, is there – how big of a difference is there in talent Sean O'Hara, ask them if, you know, why the Googe, Dave DeGuglielmo, who you probably know, is doing so good hey, Art, at the Colts. Art, Art, look, Jeff and I are not going to – look, whenever you're playing that bad at a position group, everyone is going to be under scrutiny for the job they're doing. So I think what you're saying is fair. But it's not fair to say that if you're in the NFL, talent level is equal across the board, Jeff. Is You're in the league. You know it. That's not, not true. Especially not the offense. Of I'm not going to comment I, on the offensive line because I, I, I never played it. That. But I will Boy, tell you that that, I, that I, I think that I, I know Sean O'Hara and Deal good enough to know that they would they would disagree with you because I, I look we're looking at it we're looking at the guys that are on an offensive line that John said these guys were on the street last year and then they got rid of one guy and then I it's just there is a big difference I mean there, there's a these guys bottom line yes the coaches have to coach better they really do all of them. And Hal Hunter is one of them. But you know what? You can only coach as much as you can. You, the, the guys have to play on Sunday. And that's where the talent level comes in. And or I will say this. The one thing that I will agree with you on, I think we've seen too many situations this year where they've given up sacks, where it, and especially it was in the Dallas game, 
where you had too many free runners. And that's something that I think you could probably point to and preparation more than physical stuff. And I think that's where maybe you're on the and right And Dallas threw that. a lot of blitzes at that. I mean, twists and twist stuff that they stuff, were not yeah. ready for. So that could be coaching. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm it's, not even. I'm not talking about pass blocking right now. Okay, I'm talking about run blocking. Well, the scheme that they have. Okay, it's, you'd like to see a little bit more zone in there. If, they, if it's yeah, they run plenty of zone though. But, they they run mean, plenty of inside zone. Well, look. Okay, the only thing we can do is <laughs> is hope the better talent. I guess. Yeah. You know, I well. can't, can't sit back and blame everybody. Okay, but the truth though is though that coaching has to do with player motivation, player selection. And technique, and I don't see it. But we don't know. Don't but see, see I know you don't see it. But you're not also. You don't. You're not on the. You're not in the meeting rooms. Yeah. You're not on. You're not on the field. You don't know what's being course, coached. You, you might be the, sitting there. But you might be sitting play. in those meetings and going, "Wow, how is really coaching these guys good?" Yeah. Or for example, we had people call up for years and say, "Oh, it was it was Pat Flaherty's fault that Eric Flowers never got it. Then it was Mike Solari's fault that Eric Flowers never got it. Then it was Hal Hunter's right. fault well, that Eric Flowers never got it." Well, Pat Flaherty is a great coach. Well. <laughs> But that's my he point, is. though. Coaches and, 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 and Art, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Thank you, Art. Coaches okay. can be telling these players right. how to do things a certain way, but it's up to the player, and I'm sitting next to a player right here, nope. to take it onto the field and do it. No question. I could tell you know Brandon, our producer, to go out and do something that will blue in the face. If, if he isn't capable of going out there and doing it, he's not going to be able to do it. Right. No, that's absolutely right. And, and Produce so better, Brandon. And that's accountability. You have to be. You have to be able to do things. And 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 I, and I told you, John, at the beginning, when these teams are one and seven, and and this is when things start to happen. The guys, I'm not saying that this is what is happening. I'm just telling you from experience, this is what can happen. Is that people just don't care anymore. They're not looking at. But I don't see that in this. Team. I don't have that sense. I, I do don't. not have that. Last year, I had this sense about this time of the year. Well, well, we learned last year, and it was actually the game where I figured out that oh boy. You know, this ship be sinking. <laughs> this ship be sinking. This ship be sinking. Yes, ship. <laughs> ship. I said ship. <laughs> Was the Niner game. When they yeah, went okay. and played the Niners and C.J. Beathard destroyed them. It's a problem. <laughs> that should not have yeah. happened. That was his coming out and part. I think, I think how the Giants come back from this bye week will be very telling. And I feel like this group... Because I feel like the group that, you know, the type of guys that Shermer and Gettleman have brought in, even though the results haven't been there on the field, I think... They won't let it get no, out No, I yeah. don't. Yeah. And I think they'll play closely against the, the, the Niners. I think they'll have a chance to win that ball game. Um, maybe they won't. I mean, I thought they would have a real good chance to beat the Redskins. You heard me last week. I thought they had a real yeah, chance to win you this game. you did. You thought they were going to win I did. yesterday. I, yeah. I thought, I, you know, and and, and I, they definitely had a chance. And by the way, I didn't feel that way heading into Atlanta. I didn't feel that way going against New Orleans. I thought because the Redskins struggled to score that the Giants would have a real chance to win. And if yeah. it wasn't for that turnover inside the 10 and that big run at the end of the game, then, yeah, I think they would have had a real mm -hmm. good chance. Yeah. But that's why you play the football games, folks. Roy in South Carolina. He wants to talk about everything. <laughs> What's up, Roy? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Well, you know, uh, you brought up the the, the way that uh, some of the mobile quarterbacks have been hurt. Yes. You know, Eli has never been hurt. Hey, Gumby. He's Gumby. He's the game. He can't get hurt. He's Gumby. He's so, mm -hmm. There's something about him. He, he's, he's a freak show. You would have think he got hurt by now, right? 31 sacks on the season. <laughs> Which is, by the way, Roy, we haven't mentioned that stat yet. 30, this is a guy that knows how to get rid of the football and, you know, knows what's coming at him. 
31 yep. sacks. That is. That's how many he had all last year. That is David Carr territory. Mm. Yeah. And, 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 and he gets up, and, he, and what does he do? He goes at it again, mm-hmm. you know. And and one of the things that I, you know, I wanted to, and I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but yep. you know, like every, like you guys have said, and David has said, and Paul has said, you know, these guys have been together for eight weeks plus training camp, and in the spring, we've had, we've got some, we've got some seasoned vets on there, who, you know, are just are missing missing their tackles, missing their blocks. So it's an overall systemic problem. Uh, just like you guys said earlier, you know, it, there's, it, it's, it, it is a team issue. Correct. And, you know, I think, there is, I think there's also some coaching issues too. But, you know, I, everybody wants to get rid of Eli. I know, and just like you said, uh, you know, John, go ahead, put – Put Loretta in there. What's going to happen? He's going to get crushed. That's or he's going to throw a lot of interceptions. That is all correct. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, I think, I, think, I think Giants fans need to take a breath and realize, okay, yeah, we're one in seven. Okay? Uh, we're not going to get a playoff position, but we have, you know, it's our team. So we need to look at, you know, like – and. I had a conversation with a guy last night uh, after the game, and, and you know, he says, "I bet they bring Loretta in after the after the bye." And I said, "And I said the same thing." Well, you know, if they bring him in, what's he going to do uh, with the O line? And Roy, here's the thing: I understand the concept of wanting to get a look at the kid, and I have no problem doing it. But I think, right. they, but I think there's a group of people out there that actually think that's going to help them win football games, and I think that's that, the that, part that's misguided. And that's where my friend was. He said, "Oh, Lolita will. I, he could. He could bring us some wins." And I'm and I'm looking at him and I'm going, "Have you not seen the way our offense has played? Have you not seen how our receivers have have dropped balls? Have you not seen how how um, Saquon gets the ball and he's he's tackled three yards behind the O line because the O line just kind of it's like the Red Sea for God's sake." <laughs> Roy, Roy, thanks a lot, man. We got to run, yep. pal. Yep. I appreciate it. It's a, oh, and, and it's a right. team I, thing. It's a team thing. Hey, listen, you. we're okay. We're okay. <laughs> you know, we're gonna be all right. I think Jeff, this is. I think this is therapeutic for me today. Good. I'm glad. Was it I for mean, you, you, a little you bit. Some, well, you know what? It's just, the problem with this is that, that this is a reoccurring theme. Yeah, I know. That's why it's annoying. <laughs> and 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 we're running out of answers. We really are. We don't have the answers that you're looking for. We're just asking for comments to help us find it. I guess. I don't know. I'm sure that Len might be able to give us one. If and we're by going the to way, if, if you, we'll go to Len next. <laughs> if, if you think, by the way, that Barkley doesn't have time, room to run now, can you imagine how many guys are going to get put in the box if Kyle Lillette is in a starting quarterback? And how many blitzes that poor kid's going to see? Yeah. And teams I, aren't even, but folks, keep this in mind. Teams aren't even blitzing now. They don't have to. They're sending four. Yeah. And they're getting there. Yeah. If you put, because they know Eli can read a blitz and get rid of the ball quick and get it out. If you put a rookie back there and teams start bringing the house and stacking the line of scrimmage. You talk about third and long. Good <laughs> luck. Yeah. 
No, I think it's it's like I said, if you're going to bring a guy like this in, it's got to be just spot play. It's got to be here, there, you know, just at the end of the game. And again, again, if you get to the end of the year and you want to give the game, that's I what you're no going to that's what that. you're going to see happen. In I, my I would opinion. be surprised. You know what? Look, I don't know what they're going to decide. I'm sure Coach Shermer and Dave Gettleman and the staff and maybe even ownership they'll have the conversation over the bye week. And who knows? Maybe they'll decide. You know what? We want to give Loletta an extended period to see what he can do. Maybe they'll do that. I don't know if they will or not. I really don't have a good feel for it. Jeff doesn't either. Um, we'll see, but, but but all I can say is you want to put yeah. yourself in this situation that you were in the same thing last year yeah, with I, David Webb. You know, nobody you want to see David Webb. You want to see, and what do they do? They 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 put in Geno Smith. Are you going to put in Ryan Tanny? Alex Tanny. Alex, excuse me, I'm sorry. You think Ryan Tanny? That's why. No, no, seriously, <laughs> that's, exactly that's why. Right. That's what you're thinking. Are you going to put him in? I mean, what does that do? No, I don't. So I. It's and just, here's the thing: I don't think. I think for at least the time being, they're still going to want to try to put the players on the field that give them the best chance to win. At some point in time. And, when, in, and in my opinion right now, and I think you agree with me. It's not the time. Eli Manning still, of the quarterbacks on this roster, gives the Giants the best chance to win football. Correct. Games. There's too many other things that need to be fixed before you go down that road. Now, if all of a sudden a lot of this stuff gets fixed, and then all of a sudden Eli starts turning into a turnover machine, and he's doing things, then there might. But I got to see the offensive line get fixed first. That's a bigger problem than Eli Manning. And again, we're not saying Eli hasn't had his issues too. We're not absolving him of blaming. He'd be the first one to say that was a bad interception in the red zone. He'd be the yeah. first one to say it. Correct. So he has his issues too. He has thrown a few more interceptions the last few weeks. So that's a problem also, and he knows that, and he's trying to get it cleaned up. But if you just take Eli and you put Loletta in, it's not going to help anything. No. If anything, it's going to get worse. Yeah. All right? 201-939-4513. Uh, do you want to do Len now or Len last? What do you think? Doesn't matter. Let's do Len now. Len in Columbia, Maryland. Hey, Len. Jeff, what do you mean it doesn't matter? <laughs> well, we're going to get to you anyways, Len. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear you now or later, but either one is okay with me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, good. Hey, listen, uh, I'm not angry anymore. I'm not frustrated anymore, but you guys hit on it. I'm just really disappointed the way it's going. It stinks. Yeah. Uh, it stinks. We're 4-21 uh, and 21 in the last 25, guys. Yeah, that's just not... Um, you it's know, not giant I mean, football, uh, and you know that. And if that's what makes everybody like a lifelong fan like you, makes it hurt so bad, is that that is not giant football. No, 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 it's not. And, uh, you know, the mistakes are killing us. Uh, I, I, I mean, you look at the kid who went in at right tackle yesterday after Wheeler got hurt with the ankle. Yeah, Mahalik. And, uh, you, know, trying to, you know, trying to earn a job. Maybe it's not with us. Maybe it's with somebody else. And, you know, he's offside on two plays. And the poor Two kid first down at, plays well, to put us in first and fifteen well, the poor instead kids, of first and, instead of first and ten. And the poor kid I mean, has to go one, in, mis one mistake after another. And he has to go in and try to block Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, geez. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I know it was tough. The it doesn't matter line, about talent. I mean, I don't know what to say about the offensive line. It's really, it's really atrocious. But John, I think you, I, I think you hit it. Um, you know, you just you play your best players. For the rest, you just get your best players out on the field. It's not preseason. It's not the off season. Uh, you got a pecking order at quarterback. We're not even talking about Tanny. I mean, we jumped a little letter. He can't even get a uniform. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, come on. Let, let's let's be reasonable about this. Oh, I, this you know, you play your best players. Radio. I, I got to. I I, I want to move forward. You, you, I I didn't mean to interrupt anybody. No, you're fine. No, you're no, fine. You're fine. No, but I, I was just making the joint that this is this is talk radio. Reason has nothing to do with anything. It's never has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. In fact, when you make it sports talk radio, it's even worse than that, John. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, a couple of things going forward. Um, there needs to be some sort of, in, in these two weeks, I, I, you know, this, this self-examination and also, um, you know, peer evaluation by others. You know, defensive coaches looking at offensive tape and saying, hey, listen, here's some things, um, you know, we can mm -hmm. see. And offensive coaches looking at the defense and same thing. And, I, and, and, Jeff, I know they do that, and you know they that have as to do well it. as I do. Yeah, and it works well. Um, yeah, and it, and it does. It works well. But there, need, and, but there needs to be a rallying cry. There needs to be a rallying cry over these last eight weeks. It can't be just, look, we got a game in San Francisco on Monday night. Let's get on the plane and go to San Francisco. And we come home, uh, you know, and we got a game. I don't know where we go after San Francisco. I guess it's a home game against Tampa. Maybe yep, that's the that's game. That's correct, yes. But there needs to be some sort of, um, you know, here's what we're trying to accomplish as a team, you know, led by the coaches here, here's what we're trying to accomplish in the last eight games of the season. Okay. The other thing, the other thing I want to suggest is you want to know, you, you want to know what my, you, know, you got you, a call earlier today. It was a great call, and the guy said something like 24, 25 new Giants. Let me give you some numbers. This is this is startling to me. Of the 53-man roster today, 38 of these guys weren't on the Giants last year. And we're only through a half a season. 38 of the 53 weren't on this team. So there's only 15 guys from last year's 53 one now? There you go. Wow. That's and how many from 16? Seven wide receivers were not on the team last year. One of those guys has been here three weeks, Fowler. Yep. One has been here two weeks, Henderson. <laughs> one was here five days, and we dressed him yesterday. Okay. One of the only one of the eight offensive linemen was on the Giants last year. Wow. The senior citizen on the Giants, one and a half years, Chad Wheeler. Hey Len, how about this one? Len Len, I got one for you. Do you know yeah. who do you know who is the current streak holder for most consecutive starts for the New York football Giants? No, I don't. <laughs> Take a guess. Who is Take a guess. Uh, well, how about you, Jeff? A streak holder. Yeah, most, streak, most, yeah. most games in a row. Yes, Tomlinson. Oh my, my uh, Jenkins. It is no, no, because he was out last year. It is Dalvin Tomlinson. Tomlinson Jeff is right. Oh, I got my it. Goodness. Oh my goodness. That's he's crazy. Down, he's a second-year player. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow. Oh my god. Listen, and one other guys. Nine no. of the eleven defensive backs are new to the Giants this year. Hey, Len, Len, real quick, real fast. Dave Dominic, our second producer, just asked me this trivia question. Do you know who number two is on that list for most consecutive starts? Do, oh my! Do you want to cry? Do you want to cry? Who? Is it? who no, but who is it? E Eli. Eli Manning. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> oh, and he sat out of the game last night. Yeah, oh, exactly. God, isn't that amazing? How about that? Jeez, that, that is amazing, amazing what you can dig well, up, right? I know they bring guys in on Monday and Tuesday. I hope they keep doing that. But I, I, I think we need to get these 53. You know, let's get them in a room and say, guys, let's go forward together. We gotta somehow. I mean, the changes. I know there's injuries now. Of course, injuries change everything. Obviously, All right? you gotta bring in a new guy. Yeah. But hey, look, 
let, let's just go with what we have here, establish some sort of rallying cry real quickly. Let me tell you a story. All right, real the first fast, year, we Buck Walter real got fast. here to manage the Orioles. Mm-hmm. They were terrible, almost as bad as they were this year. <laughs> so, so they got to the last 30 games of the season, and what Buck did was create a new division, the six worst teams in baseball. Mm-hmm. And he said, guys, let's win this division over the next 30 games. I like that. All right, that's a something that, yeah, I mean, those are those work. All right, Len, we got to go, pal. Thanks those for the call, Appreciate it. That's a good idea, you know, and, and for anything, hey, let's just, you know, try to be better than we were last year. So we need we need four, three more wins than we did last year. All right, we, we, we are way over, Jeff. I want to make sure I get to Norris, okay? okay. I'm yep. going to get to Norris in Brooklyn. Norris, finish us up here, pal. Yep. Hey, hey what's up, guys? Thanks uh, for hanging on, Norris. I know I'm the last guy. No, that's okay. I was actually hoping. I was actually hoping that you guys would choose me before Len because I know his stories take a while. Um, <laughs> but, but really quickly, all I wanted to speak on was hopefully next year we do get a good draft pick. I think at this point in the season, we're probably out of play potential. I mean, we have to probably win out the rest of the season to have a chance. So at this point in the season, it probably doesn't make much sense to win too many more games because it's going to lower our chances of getting sure. that draft pick sure. that we need. But obviously they're going to play because, like you said, people have careers and lives and stuff like yeah. that. But with Eli Manning, I don't think we necessarily need a mobile quarterback because I know for the past couple of weeks that's kind of been the argument, like, oh, do we get a mobile quarterback or something like that. Right. But we kind of need a little bit of, like, escapability. Because I just kind of feel like there are situations where I don't – you know, I get into all the time with my friends and we're, like, blaming Eli back and forth, whatever. We don't want to really blame Eli anymore. But he, as a quarterback, the person with the ball in his hand every play, he's not really doing anything to get us out of the situation. You know what I mean? He's playing um, the position, and he's doing what the coach is asking, but he's not, like, doing that extra thing that can help us win a game. No, or, I think that's or, you know, fair, Norris. And, I think that's fair. And making that extra play that will really get us over the top, which is kind of where we're at right now. Because, I mean, look at all the games we've lost. Really, only the division games have been real shellackings. And every other game, we've been right there in contention. And it's just been those few uh, plays that we missed. So I think mobile, uh, escapability is going to be something that we're looking for in the draft um when it comes to justin herbert I've, i was watching him because obviously i'm thinking about you know our next quarterback mm-hmm. and he looks good um hopefully pat Shermer can you know if we do get to draft this guy because we're one of the worst records of a team looking for a quarterback but if we do get to draft a player like him hopefully pat Shermer can get him in a situation where he can play right, right away even though eli manning still has his contract till next year because it would be a shame to waste some of the talent we have a really good young core with collins and our receivers and our offense and it would be a shame to have all these players and not really make any runs throughout a good amount of their prime. Um, so hoping that if we do get a, a quarterback, you know, he can be trained up. But my last thing, if we don't draft a quarterback, would drafting a DE be a good decision for us? Being yes. Yes. Three, four, yes. No three, question. Four well, no remember, question. remember the, usually the way I like to classify guys, Norris, in these drafts now is edge rusher or interior lineman. So um, remember, the Giants run a 3-4. But they're a nickel and dime 60-70% of the time anyway. So that guy's going to have his hand in the dirt on passing downs most of the time anyhow. So yeah. you you get an edge rusher that can get to the quarterback. I don't care if he's standing up. I don't care if he's got his hand in the dirt. You get that player here. Yeah, and okay, I think... so, then, so then Nick Bosa or Justin Herbert, 2019. Let's make it happen, guys. I'll see the rest of the call. <laughs> Thank today. you, Doris. I appreciate it, buddy. Good, good to hear from you. Thank you. I mean, Nick Bosa. I mean, if he plays anything like his brother, I th- I'm in. You know, so. But I, th- I think this is a conversation that we're going to have down the road. Yes. And and you know, we can't talk about this now because we just don't know. But 
You, it has to Look, be discussed. We don't know how many wins the team's going to finish with. And that's Before it. this game, I thought they could get up to six. I think maybe and now. The other, that's a, and the other conversation not, we're going to we'll have see. is we're going to have about the the, how, the sequence of, okay, if you draft the number one quarterback, you know, it, people are going to want him in next year if Eli's still here. And you're going to have that always like, oh, put him in, put him in. Well, so there's got to yeah. be a succession well, plan. And we don't know if even Herbert's coming out. In which case, you're exactly. going to wait until 2020. And that's why I said we're going to have this down the line. And then you have the Alabama kid coming out that year, too, and he's damn good. When so, do they declare, knows? John? Uh, they have to declare sometime before the 1st of February, something like that, I think. Something like that, right? Declaration Day. So they, it's, they, it's... Dave's going to check that for me. So it's pretty pretty close to after the NFL season is See, over. See, Brandon, when I say you should do better, that's the type of stuff that we're Yeah, Brandon, what's going on, huh? <laughs> yeah, and now we did, but we're up, we're up against the time right, so forget about it. <laughs> uh, Brandon's the best. We're just we're, we're just busting on him. He does a great job. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. Again, he won't be at the Senior Bowl. Um, we will be at the Senior Bowl again, I believe, which because be he great. can't be at the Senior yeah, Bowl. Yeah, because right? he's only a junior. That is correct. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and he was hurt his first couple of years. Only played eight games in his first two seasons. I think he had. The, I think he had some injuries, but so he has been healthy. Even though year. you declare yourself coming out as a junior, you still can't go to the Senior Bowl. That is correct. They were considering changing the rules to allow some of those third-year players to go, but I don't think those changes are going to go into effect this year. It's January fifteenth. January fifteenth is oh, wow, the date. So that's a lot wow. earlier than. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty early. It could be. Underclassman, January fifteenth. I know wow. it was. I knew it was sometime in either late January, mid late January, or early February. So that right. that wow. sounds about right. So we'll know in about two and a half months. Ten weeks. Of course, there's eight more football games to play. Ten weeks sounds game. much. And sooner. by the way, I want to remind you on the BBK schedule this week before we say goodbye. We gave you some nice bonus content today. The more Jeff Feagles we can get, the better. <laughs> that's right. We yes. love Jeff. Absolutely. Me, no. Uh, me, enough yes. of me. But we got Jeff here, which has been great. Um, we'll have a show tomorrow. That will be. Tuesday. Salzburg Detino, then Wednesday, that'll be Salzburg and Deal. We will be off Thursday and Friday. No show, time off for us. Sorry, and then we'll be back on Monday. And again, me and Paul will have Dane Brugler from the Athletic to talk some draft next Monday to kind of give uh, the lay of the land at the halfway point of the NFL season. I will be in sunny Florida next Monday if anybody wants to join me. Who's Miami playing? We have Duke. Oh, Duke's pretty good this year, right? They, they are. Gotta, they are. By the way, Duke is a quarterback that could be a second-round pick. You never just, know. Or end of the first-round pick. And he'll probably eat Miami alive. All right, and now, now Dave's going to kill me. So for Jeff Eagles, I'm John <laughs> Schmelk. Uh, we'll see you next time on Big Blue Kickoff Live. It was all brought to you by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to win amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. We'll see you tomorrow on Giants.com. Goodbye, everybody. everybody. Enjoy your night.